Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth. Consistently, I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. You can have a book, but if no one knows it's out there, they're not going to buy it. Today on episode 485 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with virtual workforce expert Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. I'm going to ask Lorianne how she helps speakers and authors get engagements and social media awareness and much more. Find out more about Lorianne along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Lorianne, I want to tell you a little bit about mommy guilt. If you're a working mother, you deserve to be as successful at home as you are at work. And guess what? You can go from feeling overwhelmed, guilty, exhausted, and angry to feeling loved, confident, appreciated, and successful. As a working mother for over three decades, Atara Malach has been in your shoes. Atara has transformed the lives of tens of thousands of working moms over the last few decades. Atara's life-changing parenting program is called A Working Mother's GPS. Atara shares her signature parenting GPS system worldwide through exclusive one-on-one coaching relationships and powerful online programs, and in her new book, A Working Mother's GPS, A Guide to Parenting Success for the Modern Working Mom. All these resources are available at themommyguiltexpert.com. You can create and enjoy a healthy work-life balance by enhancing your inherent strengths and creating an environment conducive to your personal and professional growth with your children and in your careers. Go to themommyguiltexpert.com to download your free gifts and discover how to be the happy working mom raising children who love you. Now let's welcome Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. Lorianne is an expert in the area of speaker and author support. She amplifies the visibility of authors, speakers, and messengers. Lorianne has helped spearhead multiple best-selling book campaigns, editing, proofing, through to launch, and social media marketing to help authors create buzz and momentum throughout the social media platforms that increases their message worldwide. Lorianne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, David. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. So, Lorianne, what was the trigger event that caused you to start your current business? Well, I had been working with a thought leader for about 15, 16 years when she decided to semi retire but sold her company, at which point I was kind of redundant. So, I found myself at 60 years old out in the market looking for a job, which um, is not a fun thing to happen. And I realized very quickly that corporate America was not interested in a 60-year-old. So if I wanted to continue to work, I started my own company, and that's exactly what I did. So um, 16 months later, here I am with five people that I actually hired, and we support our clients in getting their messages out and uh, getting them more speaking opportunities as well. Well, first of all, congratulations on figuring out how to carve out your own path and to make sure that you're able to take care of what you need yourself. Exactly. 
So, so going back to sort of the origin of, of your business, how did it feel to realize that at age 60, you needed to chart a new path? Well, it was, uh, I'll tell you, I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was a single mom raising three kids. And so I always seemed to have uh, a secondary or even uh, at one point I had four jobs uh, just to make ends meet. So I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And it became very clear that I was going to need to uh, create that again. And since my children are all married and have families of their own, it was a perfect time to do it. You know, being 60, I did have a bit of a nest egg. So it was, it was actually a good timing to go ahead and do what I like best and support speakers and authors. And, and I'm really having fun helping the youth, the younger ones, the up and coming speakers. Prior to that, my thought leader that I worked with had over 40 years of experience and was, you know, one of the top dogs in her field. So it's kind of fun to help people as they're starting out as well. Right, right. So that's actually great background to be working with somebody who was so good at it for so long. Oh, she was and is the networking queen. I learned a lot from her and um, I'm taking that knowledge and helping others. Lorianne, what was your initial plan when you realized that you weren't just going to get another job? You needed to do something where you were in charge. Yes. Well, I knew what my skill set was. I knew that I had a lot to offer. So I reached out through social media as I try to teach my young people how to do that. And immediately actually had like three clients come on board, which made it doable, seeing as though I did have a nest egg. But in the last 14 months, I've taken those three to now 10 clients and another six within the onboarding process. So my goal now is to actually hire more women marginalized, such as myself, who have a lot of skill sets that we still have to offer. Mm. And do you think that the place that you found yourself in and that you are seeing among the kinds of people that are part of your team tends to be different for women than for men? Um, I don't think so. I just think that my network seems to be more women oriented. And I do have both young and old. As David, <laughs> you came to realize technology is not my strong point. I'm a great end user, but don't have me try to figure out a technical problem because I'm kind of useless. So I have some nice 30-somethings on my team as well that when I'm frustrated or whatever, I can go to them and say, okay, this is what I need. And this is, you know, this client needs this to take place. So I've got those skill sets on my team. Which is great. Yeah. That's one of the uh, one of the reasons why having a team is so important. Exactly. I don't think anyone can really do it all themselves. I mean, obviously, when we start, we're a one man or one woman show. But as you grow, you really need to take some of those things off your plate so you do what you do best. What I do best is, is actually the social media and finding speaking engagements for my clients. And so the other things that I pass on to my people are the things that I'm not that great at. And I think as, as you grow any business, you really need to start looking at those options as you're growing. Yeah, absolutely. Lorianne, 
Was this the first business that you've run? No. <laughs> so you've done this before. I have done this before. I wanted to stay at home and be that mom for my kids. And at that time, I was actually a headhunter, you know, uh, back in the days when it was called data processing instead of MIS and then IT and <laughs> all the different variations. But I became an, a lone wolf, so to speak, when my ex-boss that I worked with prior to getting married hunted me down and said, I need you to come back and work with me. And since I was at a, uh, you know, the stronger point in this thing, I said, okay, if I can do it from home. And he said, okay, I know I can trust you. So let's go for it. So I did have my own business when the kids were little and I was still married. <laughs> then, then I had to go back into the, the, you know, nine to five kind of world when the divorce went through and, and I needed to actually make sure I had a steady income. Right. Right. And this time around with, with your current business, what have you found to be different from running a business a number of years ago? Well, back then, I think that I, I, I did know my specialty back then as well uh, as I do now, but I find that I'm more calm and more sure of myself I think as we get older, we have a, sen a better sense of ourselves. And so I know what I have to offer. And so I'm a little bit more confident than I was back in those days. And I don't have the challenges of, you know, dealing with kids and all that anymore. So, you know, it's all me and I can work and I can work a five hour day or a 10 hour day to get things done but I'm a big believer in work-life balance. And so I have, because of my confidence, I have a sense of what I can do and how to do it in the most efficient way. Mm. What resources were most helpful to you as you got this business started? Uh, the resources. Well, I happen to love Zoom. <laughs> it gives you a sense. Um, I think when you're having a conversation, you can also see the other person's face and yet we're still totally virtual. I think that some of the other resources that, you know, you just can't do without the internet anymore. I mean, my research capabilities are so much greater than when we were young. And so it's all there at your fingertips. It's just a matter of deciding what you want to go for and, and do it. Mm. And what kind of outside help did you find to be most beneficial? Well, it is the technical things. Yeah. Um, I have I have two gals that that are my my go to girls. I call them girls. Believe it or not, they were my ex Girl Scouts when I was the Girl Scout leader twenty years ago. Wow! So, so you know, I'm mom to everybody, kind of <laughs> the way it's always worked. Even with my boss, who was fifteen years older than I. I was the mom in the office. I took care of everybody. That's the kind of um, a leader that I am as well. So technology is, is the thing that I go and, and definitely filter out. And as I've grown and have more uh, clients, a lot of the other minutiae that they like to get off their plate, I also like to get off mine. I don't like to do data entry anymore. <laughs> my eyes kind of get a little blurry after the fifth or sixth card. So I, um, I usually filter that out as well. Yeah. 
what advice do you have for somebody becoming suddenly employed to be able to land on their feet and do the best they possibly can to provide the kind of success that they desire in their business? I think our first step is really to sit down and decide what it is we're passionate about, what our strengths really are. Instead of focusing on your weaknesses to get them better, focus on your strengths and go with those. Like I say, and like Stephen Covey said 25, 30 years ago, do what you do best and hire the others to do the rest. And when you're first starting out, you may not be able to do that. But as you grow, definitely do what you do best, determine what it is that you have to offer, and then just go for it. Yep, that makes total sense. So now, Lorianne, given what you've built in your own business, you mentioned that finding speaking engagements for clients and helping them with their social media seem to be the real sweet spots for you. They do. They seem to have um, uh, evolved in that way. I had started off, you know, with the administrative functions as well as proofing and editing, whether it was articles, blogs, and books. And I still, it's actually one of the big things that I do is that I will go through and edit and proof manuscripts for my clients as well so that, you know, they know that I kind of consider myself a grammar Nazi. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, you know, that's something that I consider one of my big strengths. So I do offer that to my clients and have been doing that quite a bit as well. What are some of the biggest challenges you see that people who are paid speakers have? Getting more speaking gigs. And I find it interesting that some of the young kids kind of expect to be paid you know, $5,000 for a speech when they haven't built a reputation. And um, one of the things that I try to teach them is there are steps and there are dues that you do need to pay. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some paid speaking gigs out there, even for newbies, but I really think they need to look at as long as you're up in front of an audience that you can sell to, that is your ideal client, They're now calling it the avatar, which (laughs) I'm not a big fan of that term. But if you're in front of your ideal clients, don't say no because it's not a paid speech because you're going to get your clients from that audience. So it's um, things like that. But very honestly, most of my clients start off with, Lorianne, I need you to find me more gigs. Yeah. What are some of the differences in skill sets between what it takes to actually deliver a good speech and get the speaking engagements themselves? Well, I mean, I think there are a lot of really good speakers out there that as long as they're in their their passion area and have done their work to be the expert in their field, and that doesn't mean it's the absolute expert, but you know a lot more than someone else. So you may be a great speaker, but you just don't know how to find the right decision maker or close a sale. You know, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. You can be a great speaker, but not a great salesperson. Right. And they're different skill sets. So so being able to deliver value to your ideal audience is one thing. Being able to book speaking engagements for yourself is a totally different skill. Completely different. 
Yeah. And I find that many speakers are the creative types that have ideas, but don't know how to bring them to fruition. I am the detail person that takes their ideas and makes it happen. Right. At what point, if someone likes being in front of an audience and likes providing value to an audience and providing some kind of transformational experience, which is what speaking is really about, at what point should they consider getting help for the engagement process? Well, if they're spending 40% of their time doing research or, you know, administrative uh, minutia, they really need to bring in a VA. You don't have to hire a full-time employee. That's scary. I know it's scary. All my people are 1099 as well as I am. So I think as you're, if you're getting to a point where you're spending too much of your time doing non-priority tasks, it's time to bring in a VA. And there are VAs that are $10 and then there are VAs that are, like myself, a lot more expensive. And you work towards like myself because as opposed to giving me, you know, this is what I want done, A, B, C, and D, which you really do need to do with a $10 or $15 VA, you need to be very clear in your communications, in your deadlines, and let them know exactly what you expect. When you go through my company, I consider myself a partner in growing you. So I may say, hey, David, have you thought about this? Um, I was just on a call this morning and I said, you know, it was someone that is very much in the leadership space and very centered into the ATD, SHRM, Pyra kind of conferences. And I said, have you thought of podcasting? And he had never thought about doing podcasting. And I thought, okay, you see, this is that I want to partner with people to grow their business. Right. So you're, you're really in the kind of work that you do is really about supporting their business development as opposed exactly. to just keep keeping track of records. Right. Right. We'll do that for you, but I will also really want to partner with you and help you with the knowledge that I have with all my years in the business. Yeah. And what would you say the kinds of people that you work with have most in common? Uh, The fact that they are the creative types, that they have an idea and they don't know how to bring it to fruition. I find that some of the newer ones just don't have a full sense of how to grow that business, which is why um, I did write a a little ebook for up-and-coming authors and speakers to grow their business with the top 10 ways to uh, create massive growth in your speaking business. And they're very actionable items that will help you get to the next level. Right. So speaking of massive growth for the kinds of thought leaders who are authors and speakers, Mm -hmm. what might be one example of something that would move the needle much more quickly than some other things that they might do? Sure. Social media. I mean, as I say, you know, I I, I never thought this social media thing was as going to be as huge as it is, but I've embraced it myself. And I find that you can have a book, but if no one knows it's out there, they're not going to buy it. You need to get the message out. 
And with each type of speaker, their, their key platform may differ, but I tell everybody to be on all of them, you know, be on Instagram, be on Facebook, be on LinkedIn, Twitter. And I know that there are some other ones as well, but those are the top four that will really gain you the business. If you're a speaker that is much more on a personal level, you'd want to really focus on Facebook rather than LinkedIn. But if you're into, if you are a leadership expert, obviously you want to focus in on LinkedIn and Twitter because that's where your ideal client is. Right. And for somebody who really has not had a much social media presence, how long does it typically take to build up sufficient platform to be able to really develop a decent amount of leads for paid speaking engagements or to really be able to sell copies of your book? Yeah, it's not an overnight thing. It does take time. Another piece of information for your audience is who is that person that is at the top of the food chain in your specific topic? Follow that person on all the platforms and make comments on all their posts. Assuming you are commenting with an intelligent and useful piece of information for all of their followers. I mean, because there are leadership people out there with millions of followers. This is a way, if you are constantly commenting on their posts, not only will they notice you, but their following will notice you. And that takes time. It does take time. It's not an overnight success kind of thing. Lorianne, whom do you know personally whom you've seen do a really remarkable job of smashing the plateau? Wow. Well, besides, besides the thought leader I worked with, who 40 years ago was the person that first discussed the fact that it was no longer the the ladder that you climbed through corporate America, that there were things to go sideways and even down to learn something new. It wasn't just this one little ladder that you would go up. So that was an area where she was one of the few women at that time. You know, when you look at 40 years ago, it was a very select number of men that were leading that charge. And Bev, that is my Beverly Kay. I'm going mm-hmm. to say it. She's an amazing gal. Absolutely the most amazing energizer bunny at 75 years old that I learned so much from. She did this. Another one of my authors, also Julie Winkle Giulioni, who actually got her start with writing a book with Bev, is just killing it out there right now showing the expertise that she has in the career development arena. So um, I think there's a lot of people that I work with that I can look at and say, hey, they did it. You know, they can do it. We can do it. We've got way more options with the internet than they ever did, you know, 20 to 40 years ago. That's for sure. So Lorianne, um, what does the future look like for your business? Where is it headed? Where it's heading? Well, the hopeful answer is that um, as I get more and more clients, which is happening at a crazy rate since this conference that I went to a couple months ago, my my goal is to hire more women and build this and kind of move myself into the business development role 
but I still like to get my hands in with a, a certain of my clients that I just love working with. So that's where I see my company going is that I'm building it to a level that I can actually hire quite a number of people to help them offset their financial needs without having to actually work a 40 hour week, which for young moms is an amazing thing to offer. And for those that are my, my age or older, that they're not really wanting to work a 40 hour week anymore, but boy, they don't want to lose their brain power either. You know, they know they have a lot to offer. And so that is my goal. Sounds great. Uh, Lorianne, if somebody wants to go deeper with what you've shared today Mm -hmm. or access any of the resources like the free gift that you have, where would they go? They would go to www.lvsconsultingservices.com. So it's my initials, L, V as in Victor, S as in Sam consulting services. And on the homepage is actually a way to just get the the free ebook that I created. Sounds great. Well, Lorianne, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Thank you, David. My guest today has been uh, virtual workforce expert, Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. Thank you again, Lorianne, for joining us. My pleasure. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, You'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how speakers and authors can build their business and how Lorianne has gone from unemployment to running her own successful business. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.